Precious and loving God, we give you thanks that you're a God who hears our confession and you forgive us for our sins. We know this because you demonstrated your great love toward all of us in this, that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us and paid the price for our sins once and for all. Oh Lord, we thank you for your great love. And it's in his name we pray. And all God's people said, amen. Why did Jesus come? Why did Jesus come? There are a lot of ways to answer that question, but what do the people say who are closest to Jesus? Why do they say that Jesus came? Well, to see why John, the youngest disciple, the one who was in part of Jesus' most inner circle of Peter, James, and John, the disciple whom Jesus loved, to see why John says Jesus came, I would invite you to open your pew Bibles to the Gospel of John, the Gospel of John chapter 1, beginning with verse 1. It may be found on page 1127 of your pew Bible, John chapter 1, beginning at verse 1. But before I read God's word, let's call upon his spirit again to guide us in the reading and the preaching of his holy word. Please join me as we pray. Holy Spirit, we thank you that you inspired John to put pen to paper so that we might have your written word today. Oh God, we pray that as we read your words, you would give us eyes to see and ears to hear and a heart that might be opened and transformed at the reading and the preaching of your holy word. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in your holy sight. Through your son's precious name we pray and all God's people said, amen. John chapter one, beginning at verse one. Listen to the word of the Lord. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to bear witness about the light, that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but came to bear witness about the light. The true light, which gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, and yet the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own people did not receive him. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we have seen his glory, glory as the only son from the Father, full of grace and truth. John bore witness about him and cried out, This was he of whom I said, He who comes after me ranks before me because he was before me. For from his fullness we have all received grace upon grace. For the law was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God, the only God who is at the Father's side. He has made him known. Here ends the reading of God's word as the prophet Isaiah tells us the grass withers and the flower fades, but the word of our Lord stands forever. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Now John begins his gospel by making it very clear that Jesus is God incarnate, God in the flesh. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made 
that was made. Then in verse 14, John will go on to say, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory, glory as of the only son from the father, full of grace and truth. It's very clear that Jesus is the the word, or in the original Greek, he is the logos. We get the English word logic from logos. Jesus is the one who came to communicate what the the reasons of God, the, the purposes of God, the logic of God, the mind of God. Yes, God sent Jesus to this earth to communicate to us. Prior to Jesus' arrival, yes, the, the people of God had the written word, they had the, the, the Mosaic law, they had the Pentateuch, they had the Ten Commandments, but they didn't have a living example of what it meant to love God with all of their heart, mind, soul, and strength, and what it meant to love our neighbor as we, ourselves, as we read in Leviticus chapter 19. No, Jesus came to communicate to us, to show us what it means to fully obey God's law. And Jesus Jesus came as a living example, and he was not just a prophet. No, Jesus, as John makes very clear, is God, God in the flesh. And Jesus was in the beginning. In the beginning, this phrase, of course, echoes the words of Genesis chapter 1, where we read, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And and how in in Genesis 1, we we read the, the beautiful story of creation, and how God speaks and says, let there be light, and boom, with God's word, he creates light. In fact, in Genesis chapter 1, verses 26 to 27, we read this. Then God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the birds of the heavens, and over the livestock, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created them, male and female, he created them. Notice that in Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, God says, let us make man in our image. God doesn't say, let me make man in my image. No, he uses the plural, let us make man in our image. The triune nature of God, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit is first revealed in Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, when God says, let us make man in our image. Yes, Jesus was there at the very beginning of creation And all things have been created through him, as verse 3 of John chapter 1 tells us. And then John goes on to say, in him, in Jesus was life, and the life was the light of men. Jesus is pointing out that Jesus as God's son helped create life, and ultimately he came to give us new life, a more complete life. You see, when God created the heavens and the earth, it was good. In fact, when he created humanity, he said, it's very good. We were very good. But again, beginning with our first parents, we have rebelled against God as that original sin came into all of creation. You remember the story of Adam and Eve. We find it in Genesis chapter 3. Adam and Eve are told they can eat from any tree in the garden uh, 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 that God has created for them, but not to eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. For if they eat it, they will surely die. Well, like little children who are told not to go into this room, they can go into any room in the house, but don't go into this room. They were tempted. And of course, Satan, the great tempter, comes and tells them that if they eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, then they will be like God, knowing good and evil. And so with that temptation to be like God, Adam and Eve ate from that tree and brought original sin into creation. And now we have had and inherited this rebellious nature that left our own is prone to wander from God. The original sin that brought sin into our, brought death into the world and humanity 
we've been rebelling from God ever since, haven't we? But in John chapter one, verse four, we read, in him was life, and the life was the light of men. In him was life, and Jesus was life. As God's son, Jesus helped create life, but Jesus also came to bring us a new life, to bring us eternal life, to redeem us from the powers of sin and death. The Greek word that's used for life here is zoe. It appears 36 times in the Gospel of John, and most of its references into eternal life. As Dale Bruner, that great New Testament scholar, points out, John does not use zoe to describe mere existence. If all he wanted to do was talk about how Jesus came to, to bring existence, mere, that mere life, he would have used the, the Greek word bios. We get biology from that, bios. But he doesn't. He uses the word zoe, which, which means a meaningful life which is often used in John's gospel to speak of eternal life. It says, God incarnate, Jesus created life, but he came to give us a new life, Zoe, the kind of life that God intended us to have from the very beginning, where we might be in an intimate relationship with God, walking with God every day of our lives. Do we have Zoe today? Are we living like we have Zoe, that that new life, that meaningful life, that eternal life that Jesus came to bring? Because the moment we say yes to Jesus... The moment we believe in Jesus, that he alone is Lord, and confess that with our lips, and believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead, the moment we do that, we are born again, according to Jesus, in John chapter 3. And in that new life, we begin to reflect the life, the light, the truth of who Jesus is. Jesus goes on in John chapter 3, when talking to Nicodemus about this new life, he says this about himself, John 3, verse 19, and this is the judgment, the light has come into the world and people love the darkness rather than the light because their works were evil. Jesus came to this earth to bring us life and light but people often love darkness rather than light because their deeds are evil. There's a lot of darkness in our world today, is there not? You just need to read the news whether it be on the internet or to watch uh, television news or or to read it in the paper, you see the darkness in our world today. Terrorists are killing innocent people in Paris. Radical Muslims are beheading Christians in Syria. Random shootings are taking places throughout this country in colleges and community centers, even in elementary schools. Human trafficking continues to happen in this country, even though slavery was abolished many, many years ago. Drugs are taking the lives of our young people and the innocence of our children continues to be stolen as explicit material becomes more and more viewable on television and the internet. Where is the light? Where is the hope? Where is the love? In him, in him was life. The life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness And the darkness has not overcome it. Jesus came to this earth to bring us life, to bring us a new life, to bring us eternal life. Through faith in Jesus and by the power of the Holy Spirit, we can begin to live as a new creation today. We can begin to point others to Jesus by doing the kinds of things that Jesus did. You see, we experience the new life that Christ came to bring as we put our faith in him as we begin to follow him and do the kinds of things that he did by humbly and prayerfully doing what Jesus did, loving, serving, and giving. 
We begin by loving God with all of our heart, mind, soul, and strength, just as Jesus did. And of course, we love God because God first loved us. That while we were yet sinners, God did not abandon us in our sin. Nobody. He sent his, his only son to be born as a baby in a manger who grew up among us and taught us and healed us and ultimately died for us so that our sins might be atoned for once and for all. Yes, we love God because he first loved us. And we show our love for God by, by worshiping him every day, not just on Sundays, but every day, spending time alone with God in prayer and meditation on his word, just as Jesus spent time alone with his heavenly father. And in our great love for God, then we begin to love the things that God loves, which is his creation. And we as human beings are the crown of his creation. Yes, as we focus on loving God with all of our heart, mind, soul, and strength, then we will begin to love our neighbor as ourselves. And we love our neighbor best by serving them, by putting their needs before our own needs. Just as Jesus says in Mark 10, verse 45, the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. But Jesus didn't just come to die on a cross, did he? No, that's not the the whole story. The good news of the gospel is that on the third day, Jesus rose again, conquering sin and death on our behalf. And out of gratitude for for what God has done for us in Jesus Christ and, and conquering sin and death so that we might have the gift of eternal life, so that we might have the assurance of eternal life if we simply believe in him. Out of gratitude for what God has done. We love him. We serve others. And we give. We give of our time and our talents and our treasures for the work of his kingdom. As you know, this last year, as Jill Goodrich pointed out just a moment ago, on our Commitment Sunday, we asked everyone to turn in a card, and this card doesn't just ask for money. It asks for all of us to make a commitment of our time, our talents, and our treasures. How might we use the time and the talents and the treasures that God has given to us for the sake of his kingdom? The truth is, as a church, we need everyone to do their part to turn in a pledge card so that we might know what kind of commitment we can make for next year. Truly, we have a proposed budget in the magazine, but it won't be finalized until January, until we've received everyone's card. And in order for us to do what we believe God is calling us to do, we need the whole body of Christ to, to give of their time and their talents and treasures, not out of guilt, but out of gratitude. Out of gratitude for what Jesus has done for us out of gratitude for the price he paid so that our sins might be reconciled, out of gratitude for the victory that he's won over sin and death on our behalf so that we might have the assurance of eternal life, so that we might have a a new life, Zoe, here on this earth today. Yes, we reflect the light and the life that Jesus came to bring when we live as he lived, humbly praying that God might guide us as we seek to love and serve and give our time, talents, and treasures to the work of his kingdom. Then our dark world will see through our lives the light of Jesus, and they will know that, in fact, the light has overcome the darkness. Please join me as we pray. Gracious and loving God, we thank you so much that the light of Christ has overcome the darkness of sin and death. We thank you, Lord, that on that third day he rose again, proving to be victorious once and for all. We thank you, Lord, for the victory that we now have in him as we say yes to Jesus, as we commit our lives to you. Lord, I pray that if there's anyone here who hasn't yet done that, Lord, that they might open their hearts to you and say, yes, Lord Jesus, I want to walk in your light. I want to live that new life, that Zoe you came to bring. And Lord, as we seek to walk in that light, may we 
love and serve and give as you love and serve and gave to us. We pray this in the strong and precious name of your son who is the Christ. And all God's people said, amen. Amen.